Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Jason Shear. Hello, Shear. What's going on? All right. We got a lot to get through this show. We are going to talk first and foremost about Mississippi State. We're going to come up with our own list of the 10 best Arizona athletes in uh, in program his or in uh, excuse me, in state history. Gonna to get to some recruiting as well. But first and foremost, Shear, you messaged me last night. You are starting to come around that you think that Arizona can win this game. This is true. Yes. Uh, I'm not picking Arizona. I'm picking Mississippi State, but I'm starting to come around that this is a, a very winnable game for Arizona. And the reason I think it's a winnable game, too, is, listen, uh, and there was an interesting a message or a conversation on your board that, um, you know, that, uh, you know, last year's game was close. It was close and it wasn't. Because you never feel, and you and I were sitting literally about an inch away from each other, and the you never felt like Arizona was going to win that game. But you also were kind of of the impression that, okay, well, you know, it was a nice uh, acquittal of, it, uh, of themselves. But I do think, though, Arizona has more talent this year and is more cohesion, Jason Shear. Yeah, I think last year's game was one of the few games where I said to myself, man, this this other team is just bigger, faster, stronger, and there's really nothing Arizona can do about it. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I mean, we'll see on Saturday, but defensively, you just look at the size they brought in. I don't think you really have the bigger argument anymore. I, I mean, this defense is is a very big defense that Arizona has, um, and, and and I think that that was the biggest deal. Is It's, it's going to come down to line play. When Arizona faced Mississippi State last year, uh, both lines just got absolutely pushed around like they had an all-season. And if Arizona can stop that from happening or happen less, uh, Arizona has a very real shot of winning this game. All right, we got to talk about Big Bill Norton. He has been a he has been a topic of conversation all week. Sheer, he's large, but I think we were wondering is he just large but not good? Big Bill Norton was very effective in that first game. Yeah, he's legit. I mean, he was. He's one of these guys where, you know, you talk about how fast it took for him to get the starting job during camp or whatever. It was day one. And right. and he's going to be needed in a big way. This is nothing new to him this weekend. I mean, he, he's faced these SEC schools. So leadership off the field, telling guys to calm down, giving them advice on the field. Uh, he is going to be needed. I know Arizona likes to rotate quite a bit on the defensive line, but there's a reason why Norton played the most snaps on the line by far. I would expect that to happen again on Saturday. Yeah, I'm also curious to see. Uh, all right, oh Kilroy, right here, uh, my uh, my buddy from uh, Bob Dobbs, right here. Did Arizona run well on uh, Mississippi State last year? Good question. I don't. I think Wiley had a a nice run. But I I don't think it was. I'd have to look it up. I, I don't think it was like a. Uh, they didn't really move the ball, like, right. I, and and it felt like every time. What was that? It was a weird game. Yeah, because it, like every time they move the ball, uh, Jaden Delorda turned it over. I'm looking now real quick to see if Arizona move, ran the ball, uh, and they did not. Right. I was at uh, so I was asked. I was on the uh, I was on one of the Mississippi State channels this morning, <laughs> and um, I was asked about uh, Arizona and you know something that maybe people aren't looking enough at that uh, people should pay attention to. And I said the running game here, Sheer. Arizona, I believe, to win this game, Arizona's got to be able to run the ball. Now, again, I don't need 300 yards or any of that stuff, but I need a buck 50 on the ground. Give me a buck 50 on the ground. I think Arizona's in good shape. 
Yeah, they have to run the ball. And, and you know, the key last year when, when these two teams met is I just look, Wiley was the leading rusher. His average yards per carry actually weren't bad. It was six for 42, which is, which is good. Uh, the problem was he only had six rushes because they were down. Uh, they weren't doing well on first down, et cetera. They have to be able to run the ball at the very least just to not become one-dimensional. Mississippi State's defense is very good. It is one of the better, if not the best defense that Arizona will see all year. So becoming one-dimensional against them is a nightmare. They have to run the ball. And look, with the new rules, if you can run the ball, that's a big deal because you're controlling that clock also. Right. And Arizona's got a stable of running backs. You and I were uh, very uh, curious about Jonah Coleman, is whether Jonah Coleman was a workout warrior or whether he was good. Sheer, I'm going to beat you to the punch and say Jonah Coleman is good. Yeah, that was that was arguably one of the best games that I, I've seen. He looked different. Like he's people don't realize like he's huge, but he's in shape. Like he's and the, the thing that, that stuck out in that first game is he looked faster. Uh there was legit speed, like beating that guy, you know. <laughs> my dogs are very excited about Jonah Coleman. As beating, they should be. beating the defender to the edge uh of the end zone, that, that's a big deal. Like that's a play where you need to have speed and the mobility that he had that he showed. Uh, he looked to be the real deal. Right. Now, uh, JDL, uh, quote, Jose L. Roman Jr., um, uh, JDL took U of A out of the game almost single-handedly last year. Yes, we can't have that happen again. JDL is too talented to give the other team points. Um, we've seen his highs, which and the NAU game was kind of a microcosm of that year, and that he can do a lot of really good things, but then he does a couple boneheaded things that you're like, what are you doing out there, man? Yeah, that game really stuck out to me last year. I mean, he was he was awful. And and I still laugh about that play where he ran around for what seemed like all game and then threw the pick. Right. And you're, you're hoping that Jaden Delora is gone because on the road, Mississippi State against a good team, you make those mistakes and you're done. You're not winning the game. Uh, you know, can you throw one pick and get away with it? Sure. Can you throw multiple and Arizona wins? I don't see that scenario. So right. he has to play well. Um, you know, he doesn't have to throw for 350 yards, but he's got to play well, take care of the ball, run the offense, or else Arizona doesn't have very much of a chance of winning this game. All right. We got to talk about something, though, that's going on with the offensive line and bikes. Our guy, Raymond Polito, uh, had a bike accident. We've already talked about the great Dylan Anderson having his bike stolen. What is going on here with the U of A establishment and bikes, Jason Shear? There's a rumor that he was driving his bike away from Dylan Anderson, who was chasing him because he thought it was his bike. Ooh. Although I don't think that that's a fight that Dylan wants. No. no. Uh, stop riding bikes. This is why I never learned how to ride a bike, Mike. Well, you, don't, you, don't, need to learn, be, you don't need to. If you don't learn how to ride a bike, you can't get in bike accidents. He is in bad shape. Like, Polito's not playing this weekend. Right. He's so, out again yeah. on Saturday. Uh, you know, he's in, and hopefully it's not even a guarantee they have him back from, for UTEP. So, um, you know, I, even if he was healthy, I don't think I would start Polito anyway, telling him to start his first career game at Mississippi state. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. Um, but they have a few other guys that are banged up and, and that's a concern. All right. And Langy is confident and Langy, Langy is competent though, too. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't know that I necessarily like him starting, but you know, as a swing guy, I'm all right with it here. Wangy's banged up too. That's something yeah. to keep an eye on. He didn't finish that game on, on Saturday. I don't know how much he's practicing, but you know, if he can't give it a go, it's probably our boy Leif. All right. Leif Magnuson. We're going to get to Leif Magnuson here in a moment, but first bet MGM right here. We have been telling you from day one, Sheer, this is true. 
to bet the yes. BetMGM app, to bet the over on the U of A. Thank us later. And we've got to thank that the PHNX Wildcats crew has made this happen, Shiro. I mean, we'll, we'll take some credit for this. This is a big game for us this weekend because if Arizona wins, I mean, we're, we're a lock for that six. We're, we're a lock for that six. We're talking a lot of trash. I'm just telling everyone now, if Arizona wins on Saturday, Mike and I are talking a lot of trash. All right. Now you might say Mike Luke is really back in the A. Jason Shear is only half stepping back in the A right there. Not picking the A. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. How cool does that come? By the way, Shear, um, this is an interesting one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We got to hear the disclaimer from Shane Diefenbach problem call 1-800-GAMBLER colorado dc illinois indiana kansas louisiana maryland mississippi new jersey nevada ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming call 8778 hope and y or text hope and y 467-369 new york call 1-800-327-5050 massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-STEP arizona 1-800-BETS-OFF iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help michigan 1-800-981-0023 puerto rico in partnership with kansas crossing casino and hotel visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions u.s promotional offers not available in dc new york or ontario all right now Sheer. All right, let's talk now about the uh, defensive side of the ball. Jacob Manu is going to be, I think it's fair to say at this point that Jacob Manu is really, really good. He had that one play where he blew up the uh, uh, Mississippi State offensive lineman. Liked that one a great deal right there. Um, him and Prysock, I believe, I think you could easily make the case that they are the two best defensive players on the team. What say you? Yeah, I think you can make that case. Uh, you know, it, you don't agree with me. You want to go big Bill Norton. Uh, yeah, I think I like Bill a lot. You know, I think Upshaw, even though he had those personal fouls, played really well at, at times. Uh, yeah, I mean, Manu, this is a big game for him because at the end of the day, he's undersized. You can't you can't change that. He, he plays really well. Um, it's not a huge factor in most games. This game, I mean, that O-line is averaging like 310. And right. and so and the running backs are. It's going to be a difficult matchup for him, uh, but he was really good against any. He only had like one or two mistakes that were noticeable. Uh, Prysock, same deal. Only had like one or two mistakes. People got to remember, like he's he he's, doesn't have a lot of experience, and right. so this is a big game for him as well. Mississippi State has solid receivers. Um, the interesting thing is Mississippi State really isn't going to challenge him deep. Rogers doesn't have the arm, so. Um, he's going to have to be physical at the line and try to get guys off his routes. But those two are, are very important for Saturday. All right. Does Justin, Flo, Jose Roman, does Justin Flo see the field in Starkville? I think he sees, sees the field, but I think it's in a limited capacity here. Very limited. He got 11 snaps against NAU. I'll, I'll go 15 this Saturday. You know, Ollie, uh, Ollie Farhang uh, made a very interesting point. Why not just unleash him on the quarterback? If you can't, if you don't really trust him in any, uh, the other roles in the defense, and let's be honest here, you're in your fourth year in college. If you're not getting it by now in that regard, you're probably not going to uh, get it in that regard. Why not just unleash him on the quarterback? No, I agree. I think that should be his only job. Go get the quarterback, and if he hands it off, go get the running back. Uh, but the problem is now you're losing a guy in coverage, and and I think that the linebacker has to be able to cover a little bit, and he literally – he can't do it. Like we haven't seen him kind of like cover anyone whatsoever. One thing that I think is, and again, I'm making a little trouble here. Don't care because I stand resolute on principle. Um, I actually think Gunnar Maldonado being out the first half is a good thing. <laughs> I, 
again, I said I, the same thing. Shelby looked at me like, are you sure you want to say that? And I was like, yeah, I do. It's not a big deal. It's not. A, I'm sure he's a great kid. He does some good things on the football field. But I believe Gunnar Maldonado is addition by subtraction against teams that can throw the ball. I'm really curious to me. One of the storylines is what happens in the second half. Let's say Arizona's defense, Isaiah Taylor's playing well or whatever combination they're going with. Do they just put Gunner in or do they play Gunner on limited snaps or like how do they handle that? Because we're going to be able to see very clearly the difference between Isaiah Taylor and Gunner Maldonado because Gunner cannot play that whole first half. If the safeties play well, how do you put Gunner back in there in his normal role? By the way, I agree with this right here. Tony Jones. Um, I've been saying this all year. Sheer, I know Arizona's got a bevy of receivers. I don't care. I am finding ways to get Kevin Green and A.J. Jones in the game right there. I think that they're both too talented, and quite frankly, I think they're both too important to the future. Again, not saying bump anyone out of the starting lineup, but I want to get both of these guys snaps, and I think the sooner you get them, the better, because I think they both have big-time potential. we got to find out what we got. I am not just merely appeasing a, uh, obviously, probably a relative of A.J. Jones. I agree with it. Yeah, and I was actually surprised. We'll see if it was real. They used some rotation against NAU. Malachi Riley was in that game early, uh, and and he got the I believe he got the most snaps out of the younger guys. They very clearly like him. We'll find out on Saturday what type of rotation it is. Kevin Green got in, but it was at the end of the game. Same with Jones. I think Malachi was the only one of the three to play in like real time. We'll find out. It, it's not a bad thing, uh, you know, to get the guys out and and spread the love a little bit. What what are what what's a couple more snaps for AJ Jones? Now I will say against NAU. They had 53 snaps on offense. It's hard to rotate. You know, it's hard to get those guys out if, if that's going to be the new, you know, the, the deal like this Saturday. But if Arizona's playing a 70-stat game on offense, get A.J. Jones and Kevin Green in there a little bit earlier. And A.J. Jones is one of the fastest guys on the team for his height. By the way, we're going to ask him this. How tall do you think A.J. Jones really is? Because he looks like he's about six foot nine. I don't believe the 6'3 or whatever he's listed at. Don't look it up. We're going to – you take a guess, we'll take a guess, and then we're going to have his dad tell us. No, I, I, he looks 6'4 when you see him in person. Yeah, I'm going to go 6'5". I'm going to take the over on that one right there. Tony Jones, let us know right there. And, yes, welcome to the family. Back the A, my friend. Um, All right, now – on the uh, trade and Stukes, this is a uh, this is a guy that absolutely I he's worn on me. I'll be honest with you. Um, when he first came here, I'm like, all right. Last year, he, he's a tough dude. He's a guy. I mean, you get multiple tackles for loss. Six four year. You're right. Um, Trade and Stukes, though, I got to give a lot of credit to. He's a tough dude out there, and you he you can use him in a variety of ways. He's good in the run game. He's decent in the pass game. He's just kind of a winning football player. I like Stukes. And the thing I like about Stukes is he plays so hard, right? right. And, 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 and you know, he's got good speed and athleticism and all that. But even if he didn't, like, his effort level, his knowledge of the game, um, it is welcomed. You know, it's the, – the, the, the hope is, to me, when you look at the injuries, like Polito, I think Arizona could overcome, true freshman. Losing Stukes on the defensive side of the ball is a big one for me. With the way that Mississippi State plays – uh, I, it sounds like a game time decision. Hopefully Jed gives us an update here in an hour or so, but um, you know, he's a guy where I, I think they need quite a bit and he was awesome in that first half against NAU before he got hurt. He was all over the place right now. Sheer, if I told you about wink, please do no, again, I'm not winking at you, please do. 
All right, here's the deal. This is a seltzer with a wink of THC. Ah, so good, so good, so good. Available in either 2.5 milligrams or 5 milligram cans. You can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all your Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. To find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com. Very, very good. Um, by the way, Brad Rich, listening to me, it sounds like, oh, dude, I'm on the uh, the national stuff. Um, yeah, I think if we're if Arizona scores in the 30s, I like Arizona's chances. I don't believe Arizona can win a game where it's I don't believe Arizona can win a game where it only scores 16 points. I don't think we're there yet, Sheer. No, we're not even close to there. If Arizona scores in the 30s, it wins this game. I will yeah. agree with you. All right. Wow. Now let's talk about the tight end a little bit here. We didn't really see much. Now, again, Key and Burnett had a nice catch. We didn't even see any of the original T-Mac. I think the tight end's going to have to be utilized in this game. I really do. I think that was a setup. It was mm-hmm. a trick. I think Arizona's absolutely, against the 3-3-5, Arizona's absolutely using the tight end on Saturday. Right. To me, that was, because you know what? You didn't even see McLaughlin run routes. If you watch right. the game, like, he was blocking or he wasn't in the game. Like, it was completely, like, we're not, using you this game. Sorry, buddy. We'll get you next game. I, I would be really surprised if it looked like it did last Saturday. Are we also at the point too, where do we have to worry about fam not being in the rotation? He got some carries. He got more carries. Yeah, than I thought but he weren't real carries. Come on. Come That's going to put, here's the deal though, Mike. And I've, and I've asked you this before, and I think it's apparent after the first game, which one of these dudes are you taking the carries from to give to Luke? DJ Williams looks like a monster. I have that he returns every single kick. Okay. That's fine. But you can't the, – the the running back snaps, you just – it's hard to ju- – like, and I like Speedy, but it's hard to justify it because I don't want to take snaps away from Jonah or Wiley, and DJ Williams looked awesome. By the way, I've seen DJ Williams on campus all the time. Have you seen this truck that he drives? Yes. Uh, it's funny you say that. A couple of weeks ago, we walked out to the parking lot, and we didn't realize it was his truck. And we're like, whose truck is that? Like you got to be kidding! Right on there. I am DJ Williams. He yeah. One of the managers is like, read the window, baby. It's like it's his truck. It has his social media handles. It reminds you. Remember like the monster truck days, like Grave Digger. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's, it's that. Exactly like, like people that. wondering what it is. It's that, but like in in brown. DJ Williams is that dude right there. Um. So also, we're going to. I'm kind of curious if the world is also going to find out just how good Jonas Sabanea is in this game. This is going to be a good test for him against a uh, a fairly large Mississippi State front line. I think Jonah is going to acquit himself very well. Yeah, I mean, Arizona's offensive line was not good against his team last year. Right. Not good at, at all. And, and you know, I know Jaden threw the, the three picks, and he was at fault a lot, but there were times where he was running for his life. Right. And that can't be the case on Saturday. Jonah Sabanea is key. Jordan Morgan is key. Wendell Moe, I mean, these guys have to step up or else Arizona's not winning this game. I think Jonah steps up. I think he's good enough to get to that next level. It was still early in the season, early in his career. Uh, with so many snaps he's played, he's probably a veteran by now. I think he plays a lot better than he did last year. But what's enjoyable about all of this, though, is that these players are capable. In the past where it's like, all oh, right, well, this isn't going to work. Just try your hardest. Now, if you try your hardest and you play smart, you should be good, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you look at Arizona's schedule this year, you don't say to yourself about any game, man, 
there's just no way Arizona could win this game. Right. And two years ago, uh, it was, man, you know, there's there's no way Arizona's winning these games. Right. right. Like, and last year, there were games like that. This year, I, I don't feel like there's any, like, I'm picking Mississippi State, but if Arizona wins on Saturday, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, it's not a shocking result. Arizona should be good enough to compete with the teams on its schedule. But you're not picking Arizona, and that is not backing the A right there, Sheer. Y'all be picked Arizona and loudly announced on the podcast, I am backing the A. I am picking Arizona. By the way, very funny point. I didn't even realize this until we were talking with Brad the other day. When Adia Barnes put out that Deion Sanders tweet, go back and look at all the back the A references on there. The movement is strong. The movement is growing. The movement will not be contained. I would go. I want to go on record as saying that you are more beneficial to the back the A movement than Kevin Sumlin was the first time we tried the back the A movement. Yeah, you know what? I you know what? I do what I can when I can. I think that's a very fair point, Sheer. And again, I'm just that's a humble brag on my part. Now, um, let's move around the conference a little bit. We're going to get back to this. By the way, Sheer, uh, you're coming on tomorrow too. By the way, you did not know this, but you are. Uh, it depends what time, but yes. Twelve thirty. No. Why? My kids have the greatest life. They have half days on Fridays. Half days? Just have Shelby get them. Every single Friday, they they have half days. Yeah, these kids don't realize how, how lucky they have it. Um, all right. Now, I want to talk a little bit of recruiting right here as well. So, uh, South Point went and blasted Bishop Alamany. We tried to get the bartender to uh, uh, stream it on the TV when we were out drinking. She said, I will not do this. No, we didn't ask. But um, these two dudes are monsters, man. These guys are uh, uh, Elijah Rushing, Keona Wilhite. These dudes are monsters. And on top of that, you've got a couple other kids in the city that I imagine Arizona will be able to get in Barry Hill and Desmond Roebuck. This is a nice little time for Tucson to have good players. Yeah, there's definitely some some talent. I mean, you know, obviously the guys at South Point, the commits are are awesome. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who they're playing; they're, they're going to be good. It's not like oh, I always we always laugh because. Remember when like someone said like I think it was Bijan was just Tucson good? Yeah. It, it's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like come on, like the like Will Hyde and Rushing aren't just Tucson good. Aerobic just isn't Tucson good, et cetera. They, it, it's there's definitely talent in this city. Right. All right. I'm now going to I'm going to use JV game on Saturday morning if you want to join me, Mike. Why don't you why don't you just coach, dude? Seriously, why don't you you've coached before, sure. This is true. Uh, not football now. Oh, you have Well, that doesn't mean you can't. Uh, I'm going to watch Aurora on the Palm Line. I'm not going to watch any talent on Mountain View JV. I didn't know if you were going to go watch Brad Alice's Mountain of a Sun right there, but that might be a year or two down the road for the 24-7 crew. I'll be there. You'll be there, right? By the way, five of a kind media. Bet MGM has a 50, uh, Mississippi State 51% covering the spread. I say go after that and say Bet MGM is wrong. Be part of that 49% right there. Um, by the way, Brad Rich right here. Brad Rich, great dude. Still can't stand people with two first names. He enjoys making fun of me, which I deserve every step of the way. Brad Rich right here says, I've had some success at mirroring my uh, phone to bar TVs that don't have the channel. The problem is that hey, they were trying to charge us for South Point Alamany. And I backed yeah. the A, but I'm not paying for a high school game. We're not back in the Sal point in that regard to where we pay. Right. I won't even sit in the rain for these games, let alone pay <laughs> for it. That's so we, we have limitations when it comes to our high school friends right here, Sheer. This is true. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. 
All right, now let's talk a little bit about the conference right here. Then we're going to talk about our top 10 Arizona athletes because there was a, a scurrilous list that went out there that we felt the need to give it a little bit of a Tucson view to right there. Jacob Franklin has uh, contributed to this as well, and he said that he wanted to have Tucson more Tucson uh, people on there. So we're going to give Jacob Franklin what he asked for. But first, all right, let's see what we got here. Shady Rays. Sheer, what sunglasses are you wearing right now? Oh, uh, Shady Rays, always. Duh. All right. That was called a rhetorical question, ladies and gentlemen. Shady Rays, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized, not polarizing sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, Sheer. You were out on Deion Sanders. You didn't like the hire. I like the hire. You look stupid. I look smart. I didn't say it was a bad hire. I know. I know. You didn't. Uh, I like. I mean, I like. We both agreed at the time, and we like Dillingham. That was the hire that ASU should have made. Right. Um, I'm not sure they got it completely wrong, but clearly, like the way the rules are now, and people have to stop saying. I know it's impressive, but the whole one year turnaround. This team went one and eleven. He brought in ninety guys. Because right. the, the kind of rules are going away and all that. So Dion being able to do that with these new rules and all that makes that job considerably easier. Um, but still, with that being said, I mean, what he's done is awesome. Like that team offensively, people go, oh, this team's 111. That team offensively is absolutely loaded. Like the, is- their skill positions are loaded. And Shadur is good. Yeah. Yeah, we both text each other at like the same time because that was one of our questions is like, you know, you put up numbers at Jackson State, whatever. Uh, but it took us like 10 minutes to realize this past Saturday. I think we both said at the same time, yeah, Shadur is good. Shadur is really good. And the thing about it, too, is I actually kind of understand. I thought it was very stupid by Dion to run off Montana Lamonius Craig. And uh, who's the kid at ASU that was also good for him last year? Uh, um, Tyson. Jordan Tyson. Jordan Tyson. But Tyson's dude, always good. I got that one. But yeah, dude, the receivers are, I don't think Montana would start. I don't think Montana's starting either. And Arizona's got an awesome receiving core. That's the crazy thing about it. But between Horn, between um, uh, obviously maybe, Travis Maybe Hunter, Montana would start over Weaver. Maybe. 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 But there's an excellent chance he's subbing in and out of that lineup, though, right there. Um, they're, they're legit. And Travis Hunter, I'm very curious because you saw what Dion said, right? where he said, we're going to keep doing this all season. We'll see if this lasts. By the way, I feel it, it. there would be nothing funnier in more Nebraska than Nebraska winning this game on Saturday. I actually, think, Nebraska's like, gonna win. I actually think Nebraska's going to win this game. And it being like 14 to 10. It would be like, but it would also, be awesome. There was nothing more in Nebraska than controlling that game against Minnesota than just giving away. By the right way, you're right. Jeff Sims sucks. Um, yes, but Colorado's defense, the run defense, is not good. Right. And and Sims can run. And right. Nebraska's defense, as as crappy as Nebraska looked, their defense is good. Right. Like it's going to be an inter- the spread is small. It's going to be an interesting game. That spread is that spread is trying to get people to bet on Colorado, knowing that Nebraska is going to win. I can tell you that. Also, time for our bet MGM parlay right here. Now, if you wanted to put something together and you say, "Listen, Mike, Luke, and Sheer, those dudes are idiots." Now, 
maybe go against what we have to say right here. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say take Nebraska, and I'm going to actually, no, I am going to parlay all of the Arizona game. I am going to take Arizona to win. I am also going to take, I'm taking the over, Arizona right there. And I would throw Nebraska in, possibly beating Colorado. What say you, Skier? There's some games that really, you know, like when you look at the spread and you're like, this is a trap. Yeah. Like Oregon is only minus six and a half at Texas Tech. That's right. a trap, right? Like Texas right. Tech lost right. to Wyoming. Uh, I'm still taking it. I'm, I'll, 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 I'll pick Oregon and I'll throw in a, an Arizona cover. All right. Oh, by the way, also take a, whatever it is. Take a, even though Oklahoma State stinks, take them to beat ASU. I think. ASU Dude, I don't think so. You like ASU to win, huh? I, that's that's the. I'm not touching that game. Cheer game of the week. Oklahoma oh. State sucks. I, I know it. ASU sucks too, but Oklahoma State was. I watched a little bit of them. They played three quarterbacks because they couldn't settle on one. By the way, Joe Montana, Montana, the great Joe Montana. By the way, wasn't that isn't that like a mafia actor? By the way, yeah, I'm almost positive that is the name of one. I know who you're thinking. Of. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's the the guy with the the goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a very good actor. Is this him? Is he watching Dude, the show? Can you imagine if he's tuning into the uh, AZ wow. Wildcats podcast. Jacob, screenshot that. Yeah. We're going to say that he backs the A. Jacob, we're doing this. Please, uh, Jacob Franklin, do as you're told. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, all right. And th then the rest of the conference right here, SC is obviously really good. Um, it is weird, and it's the most Pac-12 thing ever to have, like, the most vintage year ever on the last time that it's uh, – on the last time that uh, Arizona is actually going to be playing any games. Yeah, this is a big week. Let's let's see what that hype happens this week. If, if the Pac-12 does well again this week, I'll believe it. Um, there's some tough games. You know, Arizona – ASU is going to be a close game. Uh, Auburn Cal is another one. Like if the Pac-12 does well and has a and, and has a really strong weekend, uh, it's full steam ahead. All right, now I got to give uh, I got to give uh, our guy Bob Thompson, the uh, former head of Fox Sports, was uh, we were tweeting back and forth a little bit. This is a little off topic, but uh, I um, uh, I still had fun with it. Um, he was talking a little bit about the conference, the Pac-12, and uh, Wilner put out there that Oregon State and Washington State still have no financial <laughs> details. I know that's hard to believe right there, but I asked him, I said, uh, why is this? And he said, nobody thought they could mess it up this bad. My question is, why do you not think that anybody could mess it up this bad? They, they have a long history of messing it up this bad. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, of course they can mess it up this bad. The, the Pac-12 has always messed it up this bad. It feels like they made so many mistakes and trusted so many people along the way that shouldn't have got trusted that, uh, you know, they're to blame just as much as anyone for their predicament. Do you believe that or do you believe that it's uh, um, do you believe that it's a coincidence that Oregon State and Washington State are now the two schools without schools and they will probably end up in the Mountain West? No, I know they're trying to do the reverse merger, which is still funny to me because there's so many complications with that. But it's not yeah, working. It's, it's not surprising. Yeah, not, not surprising at all, but Bob Thompson, big shout-out right there. Okay, now, uh, by the way, Sheer, you are coming on tomorrow, so we'll get your uh, we'll get your pick tomorrow, though. We will uh, we will get that. But I am back in the A, as all of you know out there. Sheer is not. Um, oh, Rich Creel right here says, uh, Ralphie will need a crying towel. I don't disagree with that right there. Now, one thing, though, I want to talk a little bit about Big 12 pretty much each week. This is not this was not a banner first week for the big for Big 12 football, but 
overall, the programs are still solid. That's where that's where I'm at. Like, let's take Oklahoma State for example. Oklahoma State did not look good. Well, <laughs> to put it mildly, um, I'm still backing them against ASU. Oklahoma State's still a solid program. Baylor still a solid program. Uh, TCU, obviously, they're solid pretty much across the board right there. Even though they didn't look great in that first week, sure. Yeah, we're gonna we got to bounce back. I say we beating the Big Twelve, right? Yeah. We got Kansas, Illinois on Friday. We need to win that one. Uh, it's kind of funny Utah's playing Baylor. You know, we 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 got some games. We got to bounce back. It was a rough week, but here's the thing: there, it's still all solid programs. I'm not about right. to judge the conference off of one week. Uh, right. It's it's going to be okay. Our future conference is going to be okay. And by the way, we are 100 rooting for Baylor against Utah. This is correct. Yes, absolutely. And it's not even it's not even a thought process on that one. So again, that's where uh, where question question for if you had to pick one Big Twelve program in the next five years to win a national championship in football, who would it be? Oof. Oh, I don't know. Do you want to back the A? Arizona. I'm going with Arizona right there as well. Arizona or Utah? That's. That's where we're going with right there. We'll uh, oh CFU B cat right there. What about Central Florida University here? They look good that first week. They did. Is Central Florida now a uh, is that now a destination spot for head coaches? Everybody that goes there wins, even crappy coaches. Who did Gus Malzahn replace? Um, uh, 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 Josh Heupel. Yeah, there you go. What more and do you want? Scott Frost. Who Scott Frost showed that anybody can win in Central Florida. There you go. That's kind of where we're at right now with that. So, again, that's where it is. All right. Now, now, we're going to have a little bit of fun right here with a list that we uh, that was put together by our good friends at PHNX. Um, they put together the list of the top uh, 25 Arizona athletes of all time. And keep in mind, this only talks about what they did for Arizona. Now, um, Great respect for uh, many of these people. Craig Morgan is a titan in the industry, obviously. He is Craig Morgan up here. I am Mike Luke down here. So that is all uh, said with all uh, uh, forms of endearment. But we came up with our own list of the 10 most. And again, this is all sports and college. We didn't do revenue, uh, non-revenue sports, um, because I think it's too hard to you would put 20 U of A softball players on there if that was the case. Or And we didn't do – not doing WNBA because for the longest time – well, I mean, let's just be honest. People weren't watching it. Nobody was really watching. I get it. But here's where we're going to go with. We're going with our top ten list right here, right now. Um, should we just put the list up there and then explain all of them? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it this way. All right. Here's where we got. This is the list that the people want right here. Randall McDaniel, we're giving a little bit of ASU love. We're going number one or number 10 right there. Uh, Sheer, uh, um, there's not much to say. Multiple time uh, or uh, Outland Trophy winner, multiple first team All-American. You could easily make the case that he's the most decorated ASU player ever. Yeah, I mean, if you go back, I almost don't think people recognize how much he did, even just at ASU. Uh, super decorated, goes to the NFL, has a long, very, very successful career. Um, to me, you know, when we were discussing this list, I said it, he had to be in it at some point, and uh, we agreed number nine, uh, number 10 was fine. All right, then the next one, we're going Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi was not on the list of the 25 best Arizona athletes. Teddy Bruschi left the U of A as the NCAA's all-time sack leader, uh, was a key figure on a team that blasted Miami in the Fiesta Bowl. 
Obviously, pros part doesn't count, but still went off to be a three-time uh, captain for uh, three Super Bowl teams. Teddy Bruschi, 100%, belongs on this list. And again, if you lead the NCAA as the all-time sack leader, I have no problem putting it up there. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend like Arizona football has some long, illustrious history, but Bruschi is pretty much the first name that comes up when you talk about the best players in school history. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy, like you mentioned, did it at both levels. Uh, it's crazy to think that he wouldn't be one of the top 25. I mean, top 10 is a, is a lock. Right. All right. Then the next one is this is the best ASU player that I've ever seen here at ASU was very, very good. Terrell Suggs. Um, Terrell Suggs, I thought was too low on that list. Terrell Suggs is awesome. Rich Carrillo, I believe I disagree with you there. He's ASU's all time sack leader. Um, again, I know the pros doesn't count, but first he's a first ballot hall of fame type. Terrell Suggs was an absolute animal. Yeah, he's a freak. He's just one of these guys that are, they just look different, um, you know, sack records. And yeah, I, I mean, he he's just, uh, he's one of these guys where you, you kind of, at least me, I appreciate him more as, as time goes on in, in terms of what he was able to do at that level. All right. Now that's our first, that's the top three. Now we're going to get right here. We're going to get to number, uh, let's go. Uh, Jacob Franklin, can you pull that list back up there again real quick? Thank you very much. Um, all right. Now, uh, we are going to go Steve Nash here at number seven. Um, Steve Nash, two time, uh, MVP. Uh, I think some of those, one of those MVPs should have been Kobe's, but whatever. Um, he, uh, he kind of, but he did, uh, invigorate the Suns franchise. He got a lot of people money. You win two MVPs. You're on this list somewhere. That's where we're going right there. Sheer. We're going with Nash at number seven. Yeah. There's nothing else to be said. Let's, let's just go right to Bibby. Our guy. I'll all right, Bibby. Bibby was curiously enough not on this list of the top 25. Uh, I'll quote the great Brian Jeffries. Brian Jeffries said that, uh, in his opinion, if he had to take one player to start a, uh, uh, a game, that he would take Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby came here by any, uh, by any um, metric. This dude was the best high school basketball and football player in state history, led Arizona to a national championship, which uh, almost nobody on this list has right here, especially those ASU guys, and just an absolute phenomenon, um, the most hyped player to ever come to the U of A. Uh, how he wasn't on that top 25 list is crazy to me, but Mike Bibby is an easy one for me there, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy wins Pac-10 freshman of the year, right? The next right. year, he wins player of the year. Then he's the number two draft pick, right? I mean, come on. Like, he's he's literally – and then in high school, you know, I, I didn't live in the state at the time. He, he's he's a legend, right? Like, just an absolute legend in terms of high school basketball. He was the second best high school player in the country rated behind, oh, this guy named Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy is is remarkable. And, and, again, when you're looking at this list, we're looking at college pros, you know, high, like he's from Arizona. I mean – it's just a situation where it's like, look, the guy, you could make an argument he should have been higher. And and you don't even like Mike Bibby. I don't like Mike Bibby now, no. All right. You don't even like Mike Bibby. So, again, that's where Shears come in. What Mike Bibby has to be on that list. Jacob Franklin, one last time, if you could pull that list back up right there, because I like looking at it. It makes me feel good. Um, now, Luis Gonzalez. We're going at, uh, I have no problem putting Luis Gonzalez at number five right there. The biggest hit in, uh, well, in Diamondbacks history. Um, you could make a case that he had a couple years where he uh, was the second best player in baseball behind Barry Bonds. Um, 
Luis Gonzalez was an easy one for me as, uh, there as well, just because of his overall impact. Yeah, I mean, if you the the hit the World Series with the Diamondbacks, especially now looking back on it, yeah, I mean, he he deserves to be up there for sure. All right, now Sean Elliott. This is what people don't get. Sean Elliott, they had at 14. Sean Elliott is the <laughs> uh, most accomplished player in, um, I'm just going to say it, in-state history right here about the metrics that we were going with. He left the end, or the Pac-12 as the all-time leading scorer. He's the best player of the last 40 years in the conference. He put Arizona basketball, which is the most successful entity at, uh, in state history, on the map. Um, national player of the year. Sean Elliott was a very, very easy one there for me there, sheer. Yeah, I mean, he did everything you needed to do, right? Won an NBA title, was an all-star, uh, has his number retired, won player of the year, AP player of the year, all-American, uh, right. multiple pack tent. Like, what more should he have done? Uh, and at the high school level, he was a McDonald's All-American. He won a freaking gold medal with the U.S. Right. national team, like, he is as decorated as it gets. He's in the backyard of Tucson. Like, I mean, he, it, easy, easy choice. He is more impactful than Jake Plummer in the state's history. I am sorry to say that, but he just is right there. Now, uh, after that, then Larry Fitzgerald, best player in Cardinals history. Got no problem putting him at three. I think he's probably one of the top five receivers in uh, um, in uh, uh, NFL history. Rice, Calvin Johnson, Jerry, uh, and uh, uh, Randy Moss are my top three, but he's somewhere right after that. Um, Larry Fitzgerald was a very easy one. Yeah, one of the greatest receivers of all time. Best Cardinal. I mean, awesome dude. Yeah, that, that's an right. easy one. Then we got Charles Barkley. Now, again, Charles Barkley had only one MVP, but in my opinion, Charles Barkley uh, was the best player in Suns history at his peak. He was... Um, he was the second best player in the world behind Michael Jordan for a few years. And he was just a phenomenon. He was an icon. He was a guy that came in here and was just different immediately. He put Phoenix right back on the map. His thing is almost as big off the court as on the court, but Charles Barkley, a true phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, he's one of these guys where like, like you mentioned, he didn't get the title, right? He only got the one MVP. It could have been more. There's a couple guys blocking him from right. winning MVPs, but um, it's almost like what he meant. Like, to the entire franchise, right? right? When, when you say Phoenix Suns, it will, it feels like it'll always be Charles Barkley, right? Who put the Suns on the map and all that. So to me, it was, it, it's an easy choice. And then look, I mean, I know it's sports related, but uh, his personality, he's larger than life type of personality. He's still big to these days. Um, you know, it, it's an easy choice. All right. And then the last one, Randy Johnson. I have no problem with that. That's an easy one. You're on the world. You're on world series team. You were the most dominant pitcher in baseball. Multiple Cy Youngs carried that team. Randy Johnson was an easy one for me. Yeah. I mean, 10 time all-star won the world series was the MVP of the world series. Five Cy Youngs, nine time strikeouts, perfect games, no hitters, all that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of, you, you maybe could have had a moved around the top three a little bit, but when we looked at it and we looked at Randy Johnson and what he accomplished, it was it was hard to move anyone past him. Right. So that's where we're at right there. That's the uh, official uh, 10 list. One more time, Jacob Franklin, so people can have this seared into their memory bank. And just so people realize, Dylan Anderson was number 11 on my Dylan Anderson list. was number 11. We can't put him there quite yeah. yet, but he's going to get there. Philly B's only honorable mention, but he's got a few, right. uh, he's got a few opportunities there. So there's the list. Um, to answer a couple of your guys' questions right there, we will. But first, game time. Now, Sheer, 
You could be like William Brad Alice and be like, yeah, I don't know how to get to the game. I don't know what I'm doing. Game time is here for the people like that. Download the game time app, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. You could even maybe go to a Metallica concert right there. That's how cool it is. They are there for the people, by the people. All right, this list that was put out there, people, it's just what people they these uh, folks did for Arizona programs right here. So Vance Johnson, cool story, but he's not on that list right there. And I fully appreciate Choya, one of Choya's finest. Terry Francona, we didn't do non-revenue sports. It's just too hard to be able to... Because then you got to throw, you know, you got Jenny Finch, you got Laura Espinosa, you got all those. So those people, Kurt Schilling was, Kurt Schilling we thought about, but we decided not to put Kurt Schilling on there. Sure, we feel very good about this list. Yeah, I mean, look, it comes down to like, like Frank Kona at the end of the day is a manager, right? And and so, and and, and he has success at Arizona, I get that, but um, he didn't do enough as a player. Right. It just uh, as a player, it just it wasn't there. Um, right. And then you take a look at uh, like Kurt Schilling over who it, that's that's my easiest argument. Always it's over who like who are you moving from the top 10 to put these guys in there. So we we feel very good about you feel list. very good about it. And if you try to say Mike, baby or Sean Elliott, you're getting slapped in the next week. Um, all right. Before we sign off right here, never a better time to become a PHNX diehard. Now, all kinds of good stuff going on. Uh, get it? You can get T-shirts and hats for just actually. Uh, let's see here: T-shirts and hats here um, at phnxlocker.com to rep your favorite merch. All kinds of good stuff. You got the Discord chats. You got the great Anthony Jamino coming back. Uh, you got the great Anthony Jamino coming back right here. Uh, writing another reason to hop on right there and become a diehard. Give you a quote about Sheer or from Sheer. Anthony Jamino is a very nice person. We agree on this, Sheer. This is correct. Yeah, I like Jamino. Not supported. I don't like a lot of people. Sheer said one time when we were talking about Jamino, and I said, oh, Jamino's a great guy. And he said, yeah, I actually like Jamino. And then I texted Jamino <laughs> and I said, Sheer said he actually likes you. And then he says, so is the default to not like me then? Sheer, that was funny. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. There we go. Now, Rich Carrillo, real quick before we sign off, uh, Francona was the golden spikes in NCAA title. I get it, but again, that's I know this sounds trite, but that's also base that's also college baseball right there. It's weighed differently, in my opinion. And who should we take off from the list? That would be my uh, that would be my question right there. Can't do it, not gonna do it. Um, now we will do a d- local Tucson list. That's a really good one. I like that. Maybe, maybe next week. All right, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you? wildcatauthority.com wildcat scoop podcast with shelby at jason shear on twitter and here with you michael all the time shear will work out the time for tomorrow but on everybody everybody out there we appreciate all you rich carrillo i'm going to be filling in tomorrow on espn tucson very excited to do that 1490 maybe shear will even call in we'll find out we'll find out shear may be doing double duty but for Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke. All of you out there really appreciate you. Even you, Keck. Jacob Franklin, who didn't chime in. We still like you as well, Jacob. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. 
At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.